0: Zanzi's sporting milestones, moments, and stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musiya.
1: So it's my pleasure and then our, and our honor here on SAFM to welcome the Lextons to uh, SAFM Sport On as we just celebrated their love, their uh, love for running, also. And uh, let me say uh, good evening to Ian and Sonia. Good evening and thank you very much for agreeing to speak to us on SAFM. Thank you, Tabiso. It's a pleasure. Thanks.
2: Lovely to join you, people, on Valentine's
1: Day. Thank you. And uh, do you guys celebrate Valentine's Day? Are you doing anything special today? No, not really. We've just moved to Somerset West,
3: so we're busy unpacking about five hundred books, <laughs> uh, and that's our Valentine's Day.
1: <laughs> Great stuff, Sonia. Um, I'll start with you. I mean, I mentioned that you are still going strong at your age. What still keeps you going, Sonia?
2: oh you know, I think it's, it becomes a habit, like brushing your teeth. <laughs> and um you know i've just always done it all my life since about um grade nine and uh, it's become just a a habit and an enjoyable habit
1: would you be miserable without running
2: i think so yes (laughs) um it just starts my day off on a positive note and then i can enjoy a nice shower and some breakfast and the day um, lies ahead because you know, one gets up early when you go for a run, so it makes your day a little bit longer.
3: I think the other thing about Sonia's running is it's a competition. You know, if there's no competition, she doesn't really enjoy it. So it's, some, it's like anything. You have a goal, you work towards races, and of course in running when you get into the age categories,
4: mm.
3: over 40, over 50, over 60, and now um, for a year and a half, in fact, over 70, you, you tend to compete against your age group. And that means you've got this motivation. And uh, Sonia was born to run races, I can tell you.
1: And she's still winning races as a grandmaster.
2: <laughs> oh This is unfortunately a great grandmaster.
1: A <laughs> great it's grandmaster. Serious. Yeah. So, so Sonia, what's your normal day like? Do you, do, you, do you run first before you do anything else?
2: Yes, I get up, um, make the bed quickly, and then go for a, a run, come back, shower, have a bit of breakfast. And then some days, about three times a week, go to gym or and, you know, potter around, go and do some shopping and um, at Just the moment, unpacking.
1: So what happens when you don't run one morning? Can, can you feel the difference? Do you feel that something's not right?
2: Yes. I don't know how to. When I'm a shower and everything goes all haywire and I get completely confused.
1: Ian, has there ever been a day where you try to convince her not to get out of bed and go and run and does she even listen to you?
3: Absolutely, regularly.
1: (laughs) You know, the thing about
3: elite athletes or serious athletes for that matter, they tend to get addicted to it and sometimes that doesn't work for them because they can do too much. Um, They can get tired and potentially injured, maybe a little bit sick and it doesn't happen often but from time to time I need to lock the front door. And tell Sonia, know, look, you actually can't go out today because uh you you know, you'll damage yourself or, or the weather's terrible or you might get sick. Yeah, occasionally.
1: And she does listen. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> And I think that one question that people want to know um, that maybe we're taking for granted, but where did you meet at a running event? Did you meet at a race? Because, um, Ian, you're also an, an accomplished uh, a commentator, of course, the voice of comrades, as some refer to you as. Where did you guys meet?
2: Um, nothing to do with running. <laughs> we were both at Vic University, uh, both studying um, biochemistry. I was actually two years ahead of him because I'm... Um, Six months older than Ian, and he was also in the army. So I ended up in fifth year, and he was still in third year. So you know, we met completely unrelated to any sport or running. I so w- it was more academic than than anything
1: else. I would have never thought. And, and and Ian, did you also have a passion for for running at the time, or was it after you met Sonia? You know, that's an interesting question because
3: I was I did sport at school and played rugby and whatever. And then in my, in my third year at Twitch, I decided to go jogging around the block because I wanted to get fit and, you know, I'd always been kind of sporty and skinny and whatever. So I then um, started running, and that was exactly when we started dating for the first time back in 1970. So, um, so ironically, I actually started running, and then we started training together about six months later when I could keep up with it. <laughs>
1: And, and, and then that's when you started developing this passion for running and it's never stopped, also for you. Yes, definitely. So, you know
3: what, I mean, I'm not an international star like Sonia, yeah. but I was reasonably good and I found that, you know, I could do better at running than I ever did at rugby or any other sport. So, you then get into a club, you start running races, you start getting better, you start measuring your times. So, yeah, and then, and then, then I became a serious runner,
1: um, but again, not elite. So you say you met in 1970. We saw an article that you got married in 1974. Is, is that correct? Completely.
3: We, we met in, in 19... Well, we didn't... Yeah, we started going out in 1970 in August. Mm. So this August will be 50 years, actually. <laughs> um, and then we... You know, you've got no money, you're a student, and then you start working. And yeah, we got married in, in, in May in 1974. And what does it take, Ian, to, to be together for this long Lots of patience. <laughs> um, I, you know what? It's it, it's like any. You can ask any pe- people that have been married for a long time. It's a it's a whole bunch of of negotiation, of patience, of giving and taking, and and uh, understanding the other person. I think it's just no marriage is perfect. I don't think
1: so. You just have to. You just have to. You never give in. Actually, you just keep going. Yeah. And, and Sonia, does it make things much easier for you that you've got a partner who seems very supportive and who also has this passion that you have for, 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 for running and is also involved in running?
2: Absolutely, because you know, if you don't have somebody who supports you or helps you, um, you can't uh, reach the heights that you would like to. And Ian has been very supportive. and you know, My parents and Ian, they really supported me through thick and thin. I mean, I used to sometimes have to run for my supper. <laughs> he used to say, you know, if you run such and such a time and, or so many repeats and you do it in a certain time, we can go out for supper. And boy, did I run hard so that I could go <laughs> out to Mike's kitchen for a, a soup and a salad and not have to cook.
3: <laughs> that, that, you know, to be such a chip in there, you know, it's quite sad. We deal with a lot of runners. We know hundreds of them. Yeah. And every now and then you'll get up a couple... Especially where the woman runs and the man doesn't,
4: mm. and
3: quite often you get quite a lot of animosity building up in that relationship, mm. where you know the one runs and the other one doesn't. And I guess with with men maybe playing golf a lot, and and
1: it really really helps if both people are doing the same sport. Mm. And on that note, then Ian, how did you get into commentary?
3: Oh uh, yeah, well that's interesting. You know, I was a, a physiologist, biochemist, and I worked in the healthcare industry. And Sonia had a coach, a very, very famous coach called Stuart Banner. Mm. And Stuart Banner is now in his late 80s. He lives in Cape Town. He coached a number of world-class athletes, including Sonia, and very famously a guy called Marcello Fiasconaro, who broke mm. the World 800 meter mm. record back in the 1970s. And Stuart was a part-time commentator, believe it or not, on SAFM. Although at that day, in those days, it was the English service of of uh, SABC. And we used to go out on Saturday afternoons to to, to do outside broadcasts. And he started getting me involved in doing comments and then occasionally doing the odd commentary. And we used to, for about three or four years, we went and commentated on radio or SAFM on Saturday afternoons at track meetings. (laughs) And that's why I got into it. And then Stuart moved back into England, and I took over that job. And then in 1986, when the first all-day Comrades Marathon television broadcast got going, and then they asked me to do that. So, yeah, I started with Stuart Banner.
1: Amazing. For those who've just joined us, we are catching up with the Lexteans. We're celebrating their love, life, and their passion for running. Uh, you can—that That is Sonia and Ian Lexton. You can call us if you want to on 891 104 If you prefer to send a voice note, uh, it is 061-4104-107. Or if you want an SMS, it's 41391. And we've got a message here, I believe, from Michelle Carnegie, who's the editor of the running blog, Run24. Let's hear from Michelle.:
5: They are absolutely a, a phenomenal um, couple. They have achieved so much in our South African running community, um, especially Sonia, she's an absolute legend. Um, she's achieved longevity in the sport of running, and I mean, there's not a many women who can say they've run more than a hundred Spa ladies races, and Sonia can. And the nicest thing is, on top of all of that, she is such a great person to chat to. She's always, always got time for for a chat at a race. Um, her husband, Ian, uh, he is a wizard, a statistical wizard. His knowledge of running is really absolutely amazing, especially, once again, when it comes to the Spa Ladies Races. They are both... Uh, inspiration to the running community. I do think what she has achieved, I mean, what she is doing now still at her age, she still manages to pass women half her age at a spa lady race. So, yeah, unfortunately, I suppose in the running community, there's a lot of focus on the elite and what they achieve, not always on the age group runners. Um, But when it comes to Sonia, one thing that I really know about her is for her it's not about recognition, it's not about a podium position, it's not about articles. She does what she does for the pure love of running. She absolutely loves running. I would just like to say to them absolutely well done for what both of them have achieved in running and through just being the great people that they are because they're not just an example of achieving things like longevity and running, they are also an example of how people should be. They're kind, they're humble, and they are role models in the sport that we all love so much.
1: Beautiful message there from Michelle, editor, Michelle Carnegie, editor of the Running Blog, Run24. I don't know, if guys, if that's someone that you know and if you just want to respond to that message.
3: Yeah, you know, thank you very much for that. Uh, I I don't know if it, even half of it is true, but we are, we'll do our best. Thanks very much. You know, the interesting thing about the media now is with, with the social media and the internet, you have a vast amount of stuff out there on the internet that you can access. And running blogs and online magazines is completely amazing for us because we never grew up with that. Mm. And we don't know the folks out there that put these things together. So as a media person, I'm used to print Television and radio. That's what I did. So all these running blogs are, are completely fascinating, and well done to
1: Michelle. Great stuff. Thanks for that, Michelle. And does running run in the family? Excuse the the pun, but did the did the kids also take up running?
2: Uh, sorry, Kate. yes, yeah, okay. um, yes. We've only got one um, child, Kim. Uh, Kim, thirty-seven and um she was a, did quite a lot of sport at school like tennis and squash and hockey and whatever she wanted to do she did um but in the end running one and um she she's quite a, a reasonable runner um and she's a, she's um pretty good times in all the distances uh, at the moment she's um a qualified psychiatrist. She's got her, her own private practice in Johannesburg, so she doesn't get all that much time to to train very hard like all the professionals. But she still runs um, about five six times a week, and um, she does pretty well. And when we can, we run together. She she jogs and I run,
4: <laughs> and we
2: try and do it um, as best we can. You know, she gives me a little bit of a start or whatever. But we do enjoy running together, and also thanks, Michelle, for all your
6: kind words.
1: Uh, that is beautiful. And let's go to the line. Line three. Uh, good evening. Who do we have on the line?
6: Um, it's it's Kim, <laughs> and I think I think there's probably um, some technician in the voice. <laughs> I thought I'd take this opportunity to say thanks a so lot for abandoning us all in Johannesburg <laughs> and running down there to the Cape Town. I think you ran the fastest you've ever run, Mom and Dad.
1: <laughs> Hello, Kim <Lexton. laughs> Yes. Thank, thank
4: you thank for coming.
6: So no, listen, I, I just have to I just have to say one thing and this is great because usually I'm interrupted mostly by my dad and sometimes by my mom. But I just have to say that it took about 15 years to try and take them down to one of the most beautiful places you can possibly live. And I'm incredibly jealous (laughs) because I went for a run this morning, Mom, and I went all the way around the zoo and I saw a creature and a civet, which I was very proud of. Um, But I missed you. You Mm. know, we've done a lot of running together. I mean, I worked out. We've probably been running for about 21, 22 years together. Um, yes, about that. And one thing I can just quickly say, and I'm not going to take much more of your time. The reason why my mother was never a particularly good hockey player, mm-hmm. because we had a mom and hockey day. I think it was probably trickle or standard nine, somewhere around there. And um, we played on cabbage patches at that point, because the Astro was still kind of part of the future. And we played, and my mother managed the one and only time she ever played hockey to twist her ankle, and it was the week of the SA-21K challenge. Oh. So that was the beginning and the end of my mother's hockey career. But yeah, she, she's, she and my dad, because he does all the talking and she does all the running, and it's a really good combination, um, they are inspirational to me, my heroes. And yeah, I look forward to seeing them sometime soon we'll we venture down to the Cape.
1: That is awesome and, and they were just telling us Kimo that you, you also run or, or well you jog and your mother runs but, <laughs> <Yes>. but <laughs> did you ever feel any pressure on the road considering who your mother is or who your parents are?
6: All the time. <laughs> I mean all the time there's this woman that just kind of breaks all the records right? So I have to stand not on a podium and I must make sure that my hands are ready to clap <laughs> you know, it's a lot of pressure. No, seriously. It, it one of Some of the best memories that I mm-hmm. have of my running was actually making teams with my mom. And we went quite often down to SA10K Champs, mostly SA10, sometimes SA21K Champs. And we would go with team members. And there's really something special about an individual sport that you do and compete as a team. You know, it's not actually competition. It's not that you're trying to beat the person. The best part about those runs is you want your person to to do the best they can, Mm. and that's exactly how it worked with the two of us. And it was just magic. It was it was beautiful. And yeah, it's almost like a thank you as well for for being such wonderful parents and just being there to just support and encourage. And they've done that. They've dedicated their lives to that, and that is extended to the running family in general.
1: That is beautiful. And, and what message would you like to say to them as we celebrate their love, life, and passion <laughs> for sport? Everybody's so, listening.
6: So, yeah. No. This is a, this is very easy. So I spoke to my mom this morning, and she said she's been faced by several things, um, mostly cabbages and <laughs> guinea. Uh, well, the no, cabbages and Egyptian geese. So this morning, she ran on a golf course. Maybe I should not mention that too loudly and Helderberg is listening. But she ran on a golf course and she was chased by some guinea fowl. So she's always outrun birds. And she must continue to do that. And that is my message. So when we run together, I don't want the guinea fowl managing to overtake us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for calling us, Kim. Um, obviously, I'll let you guys respond. Uh, Sonia and Ian, she's still on the line. Yeah, we are. You know, Kim. Kim's not short of, of stuff to say. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> you
2: know, I'm going to interrupt there. She she takes after me a little bit in running, but she definitely takes after Ian in the talking world. So fair. <laughs>
4: <Really> <laughs> well, love we,
3: it. you know, the, the, the thing we want to say to Kim is go and have a lovely Valentine's evening with Aidan because you don't have any books to unpack and, 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 and pictures to hang on the wall like you
6: Thank you, Jack. We <laughs> Thank will do
1: you. that and eat lots of chocolate. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Kim. Thank you very much for, for, for joining us and for calling us. That was a wonderful call uh, from Kim Lexton, surprising us there, wanting to speak to our parents. And if you also want to speak to Sonia and Ian, the lines are always open, 0891 104 207, or you can WhatsApp us on 061 4104 107. I just want to go back, guys, to the message from Michelle earlier on, and she was talking about, Sonia, how you've given so much to the sport. Uh, do you think, uh, what would you say running has given you back
2: um I think friendship, lovely memories, and just enjoyment fitness um and I think that I think main is meeting lovely people and uh, the competition you know and um you know you you compete against people, but you' are so friendly with them and also travel mm. you have know, been even in the the dark ages when mm. We weren't allowed to go overseas to run there. I did manage to go a few times and made some lovely friends there. I mean, I stayed with some people in 1972, my first trip to England, and I'm still friendly with Peggy. She's now 89, and um, we still correspond. And, you know, I met lots of other people, and it's just been very nice. I've got a... Um, a Christmas letter, actually got it yesterday mm. from somebody from America that I met in um, 1986 and we've kept up a, um, a Christmas co- uh, correspondence since then and I find that very nice to to keep up with, um, with people you meet either in your own country or overseas, that's been very exciting for me and also meeting all the great runners and the great sports people. I find that really
1: exciting. That's beautiful. And Ian, do you think running has given a back what she's given to the sport? And do you think she gets the respect and recognition that she deserves? I think so. I think, you know what, I think to be fair to, to everybody,
3: Sonia yeah. has been successful, extremely successful, but I think it's been recognized. You know, the kind of, I mean, the mere fact that you're having us to chat tonight is 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 shows that, you know. I think the, the sporting world has been very kind. The running world has been very kind to, to both of us, but especially to Sonia, because because they 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 recognise it and they're very kind. So yeah, I think we've had a, a fair share of of, of uh, good response.
1: And Ian, how do you describe your wife's career, her checkered career? I mean, when we were when we we're trying to find the stats, even some journalists have lost journalists have lost count of the titles uh, that she's won. I
3: think it's. I think it's. You need to understand the psychology of success. Uh Um, You know, highly successful people, whether they're sportsmen or musicians or politicians or authors or whatever they are, have got a certain kind of a makeup that is very unusual. Most people don't have it. And it's a combination of pure natural talent. So, you know, the Federals of the world, those sort of people, the, the... Lewis Hamilton and Sonia Laxon. these people are born with the genes that very few people have got. So that's the first thing. The second thing is the ability to work relentlessly hard. Day in, day out, year in, year out, single-mindedly working hard. And thirdly, to have goals, to just set your mind on something and literally nothing will get in your way. You know, it doesn't matter where you are, who's in the way, you just achieve that. And I think... I've seen that in Sonia, I've seen this, this formula for success that is repeated in people of all walks of life. And it's been completely fascinating to watch. And if you, walk, if you analyze or dig down into successful people, mm-hmm. no matter what they do, there's that pure, born genius, the incredibly hard work, and, and the, the goal setting. And quite a lot of time there's a bit of luck along the way.
1: We, we were counting there, or we, we, we saw that uh, when people are counting at the titles, they've got over 70 national titles on the track, on the road, and in co- cross-country, and also 25 senior national records. Is that correct? Is that close? Yes, it, it's pretty much accurate. I think when you look at national titles,
3: you need to look not only at senior titles, mm-hmm. um, you know, what made me on the track and cross-country, but then when you get into the age groups, you know, the 40s or 50s, you do win national titles, and they are, yeah, I would think probably more than 70. And the national records, again, they were senior records, but Sonia holds a whole bunch of, of age group road running records. I mean, she's got, I think, three or maybe even four records of the 40 to 49 year age group, which are back to 1988, 1990, 1991, that still haven't been broken. They're like 40 years, 30 years old. So, so there are numerous
1: records, both senior and age groups. Sonia, is it true that you, that you meticulously keep a book with all your races and your time since you started running? Is that correct? <laughs> I've actually got two books. <laughs> uh,
2: well, I mean, two types books. The one is uh, my daily training, mm-hmm. which also obviously includes the race because that happens during the week. But then I've got um, my other diaries, where I've only got my races in, so I don't have to plod through. I think I'm on book number 26 for training, um, and about three or four for racing. I can't remember. Um, so I can look up my races um, in that book, and also my my training in my other books.
3: I have to I have to chip in there. Yeah, this is very funny because Sonia's training books are not little things; they're big. <laughs> and and when I said we were unpacking books. She had effectively two trunks, okay? <laughs> the one trunk had training books in, and the other trunk had medals. So so it cost me a fortune to get all the stuff to Kate's <laughs> So yeah, she's got one or two training
1: books. So how many races is that then, Sonia? All these books?
4: Oh,
2: uh, um, thing is, you know, I started off with tracks. So there were quite a few, but um, definitely over... Several, well, uh, several,
3: several thousand races.
2: Wow. So if you want to include 100 yards when I was at school, new <laughs> marathons and things, I must actually try and work it out one day. But um, I would first unpack all the, all the <laughs> ornaments and things and then I'll start working on
4: that.
1: <laughs> you mentioned earlier on, though, that um, you said racing is, uh, running has given you a lot. You even worked, went overseas, but it was during the, the dark days, the days of apartheid. And we, we read that your international career was cut short by, that, by the system at the time. Do you have any regrets? Um, you know, I suppose
2: one regrets a lot of things. You know, I would have loved to have run at the Olympics if I could have. But, you know, it's no use crying over spoiled milk. And this, I, you know, I enjoyed my actual career, um, most of it um, in my home country, a few um, times overseas. Mm. So um, I, I must be grateful for what I had and still have rather than thinking I should have had something else. Mm. You
4: know, and do so, you agree? i answer that from yes. a
2: different perspective. There are two songs.
3: The, the apartheid isolation coin. The one is, in those days, in the 80s particularly, mm. the road running and track and field in South Africa was absolutely superb. Mm. It was brilliant. The athletes were world class. The organization was fantastic. The competition was brilliant. And so domestically, we had wonderful, wonderful competition, which, to be very honest, I think has gone away. Mm. I don't think we have that level of, of, of competition locally. But on the other hand, you couldn't go and compete against the best in the world. And I have one number for you. And Hmm. that number is five. And what is that number? That is the number of times Sonia qualified for the Olympic Games. 1972, 76, 80, 82, I'm sorry, 84 and 88. Five times, never went to any.
1: Wow. It was obviously because South Africa wasn't allowed at these games at the time.
2: Yeah, we only started um, 92. in 92. And yes, I remember that I in Barcelona. a team that went over to the World 21K Champs in 92, and this was the first running team that went. And it was so special, and we had a real great time. It was great fun. That is And, um, you know, we almost be a pioneer for that um, new era that was starting.
1: And still talking about those days, Sonia, do you remember a name, uh, Rosina Sidibani?
4: I do you, I, you I, do I him, do,
3: I do remember that um baby, um I just i can't place her though I, I remember the name.
1: Guess what? We've got her on the line. She was our guest uh, sometime last year, and uh, she was telling us an incredible story of how she was a champion in Pretoria, uh, where she was based, and then for the first time now, she had to go and run against uh, white people, and one of the first people that she ran against was Sonia Lexton, and I remember her. She was telling us how Sonia was so kind to everyone at the time, even though the system didn't allow black and white to interact, but she took time to advise um, everybody, especially those that came from the black areas, and uh, Rosina, Mayor Ma, Rosina Sitebane Mudiba joins us on the line. Mer Rosina, good evening. Good evening, Keteho. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. And you? I'm fine, thanks. It's Tabi, so you're speaking to now? I, so I remember when you were here in studio, you told us about Sonia Lexton, and we, you were the first person that came to mind when we I thought we should invite them tonight and, 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 and speak to them. We've got them on the line, but just for those who missed that show, what do you remember about your interactions with Sonia Lexton at the time?
2: Oh, thank you for this opportunity. I would like to say happy Valentine's Day to <laughs> Ivan and Sonja. Maybe they don't remind me. They don't know me, but I still know them because I used to run with Sonja during the um, uh, the dark days.
4: Mm. We used to,
2: uh, I firstly met Sonja uh, during the Marysburg uh, Cards Cross Country. Mm. It was a in Marisburg. In a way, was it? In Marysburg. Uh, Ooh, it was uh, in, in international. The, uh, the penny's beginning to drop. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit old now. Remember, the is not that great. Right? Yeah, it was. So, yeah. Are you are the same era as me? If I may ask, um, what, what age are you now? Uh, I used to run uh, 800 meters, which means uh, 800 meters. One thousand five hundred meters and three thousand meters, and also cross country.
1: And which years were these, Merosina?
2: It was during the year seventy-five up to seventy-eight. And yes, that was that was um, when I was doing most of my uh, well, my best times. Those years, yeah, those were those were the, during the Estefanzeal time. Do you still remember Estefanzeal? Yes,
1: yes. As Tafanzia. And
2: Anien Anien Dijaka? Yeah, Yeah, I remember those names. That's out of the dark ages, eh? Yes.
1: And Merazina, what do you remember about Sonia Lexton during those days?
2: You know, Sonia Lexton was one of the best athletes. And then I'm sure you weren't too bad yourself. I'm sure you did very, very good times and things. I still remember even her technique of running. Mm. Yes, the hand. The way she throws his hand when she runs.
0: Mm. Yes. And you
2: feel running? Uh, due to some injuries, I'm not running. I'm just walking. Well, that's fine. Get out yes, I'm w- air. Walking, running, yes. same thing. <laughs> yes every day i walk close to 10 kilo, 5 to 10 kilometers in the really? morning i walk that's yes. fantastic as much I'm as you not, are, you i'm not very good at walking i walk too slow
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and merosina when you were on the show you were telling us that you were not used to running against white people because the system didn't allow you but you told us that sonia made you feel so welcome and so comfortable
2: Yes, because if ever you, you you wait to talk to her, maybe say, "How can I do this? How can I run faster? And how can I finish faster?" Sonia will come to you and tell you how she does it. Mm. And she wasn't uh, funny. She wasn't a funny athlete, otherwise. I really, I really. Uh, uh, she was a good athlete,
1: and she was a superstar at the time.
2: Yeah, she was a superstar in cross country and long distance, 3,000 meters. Mm. I still remember one in Rao University. Mm. The Rao University, you know, I, I, I was, uh, I, I came number third after her. Mm. Yeah, then she was so good, excellent finish. And, and after it's... that, we will hike one another after the, from the end
1: of the race. Oh, yes. Was that one of the pictures you were showing us the other day? Yes. yes. There was... Yeah. I remember that black and white photo that... that, that yeah, that. the
2: black and white one, yes.
1: Yes. So, so, basically, from what you're saying, during those days, as tough as it was, but Sonia seems like she was one of those people that did not see colour. Yes. Because, I don't
2: know. It's because she was a little bit educated. Huh? Mm. She was in education. Therefore... She
1: had that kitchen for maybe for Blake's. I don't know. <laughs> that is amazing, yeah, So, yeah. S- S- Sonia, I hope you guys can you can realize the impact that you've made in people's lives. Some stories you might not know about, and I'm glad that Merosina is still here to share her story with us. I mean, what do you make of what she had to say?
2: I think that's fantastic, and especially that she spoke, you know, ran in the 1970s, mid 70s, and is now still walking. <laughs> I mean, um, if we have to have a walking ratio, fuck me, I can't walk fast.
3: You know, I think it, what is important is we look back on the 70s yeah. and how the country changed then.
4: Yeah. And this
3: was long before, you know, the democratic era or Mandela or anything like that. And I think sport made huge breakthroughs in terms of racial barriers coming down. You know, we had track meets and, 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 and road races in those days where, where we as athletes welcomed everybody. And I honestly think that sport broke down a lot of barriers in those days because we didn't see color, we just saw competitors, you know.
1: Hmm. That is amazing. And by the way, Mer- Merazina now has a school named after her in Tswane because of what she did on the track.
2: <laughs> oh, really? Because
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. hasn't got any
2: schools named after her. Yeah, I also want a school name after me. (laughs) I'm
1: sure it's coming. Merozina, thank you very much uh, for joining us. And she's also got a book out, by the way. And um, she talks about her running and running during apartheid. And uh, we heard that um, they are hoping that the book will be introduced to school so that uh, kids can read about their heroes from back in the day. So we thank you, Merozina Sitibane, for joining us there and just sharing uh, those wonderful memories uh, that she has. Uh, We've also got a voice note that's come through for the Lexton's on 06141. 104 107 if you want to send yours we still have a few more minutes left but let's listen to this one
7: good evening this is jack from alberton this is this is very very big you know this is big i cannot believe that you actually brought in this the the laxton's you know, when, when, when I used to run, I actually started running in nine, in 19, I think 1986. I'm around there when I, I just started high school. And when we used to come to Jobeck from my province, Northwest, U, I used to be so scared of Sonia Lexton, because she used to pass us on the road, me and my, and my friends. when we used to discuss about it that, you know, today we must make sure that Sonia Lexton, does not pass us, but my goodness, myself I was pretty useless in running. But I want to ask Sonya Sonia, Sonia, Sonia Lexton. Um, what does she really think about what the IAAF is doing on Casta Semenya and, and, uh, Ian Lexan, I just want to find out something with regard to, you know, in the, in the 80s and in the, uh, yeah, in the late 80s, in the 80s and in the late 70s and in, 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 in the 90s, there were a lot of good runners, you know, the, the, the likes of, uh, kenny jacobs you know the late the late kenny jacobs in the early 2000s the like the likes of the late ian um uh, the guy who went overseas mike Mark black you know so many so many of them Jimenez, um those kind of runners they they this there is no material available on those runners there's very little available if, if there's any what can be done to you know to You know to have some kind of records have some kind of history on 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 the running history of south africa particularly you know those that kind of that kind of era you know
1: okay okay thanks for that jack i think it's the younger
7: community doesn't know about these runners
1: okay thanks jack i think it's loud and clear there um ian we never, uh, well, especially in the black communities, we always say this, that we never document our own stories. Uh, but uh, Jack just wants to know, I mean, what can be done for for the young ones to know the stories of those that ran in the 70s and the 80s? Or is there enough being but, done?
3: Well, look, you know what? I mean, all those names that you mentioned, I know.
1: Yeah.
4: I
3: know them all. I remember them, you know, Kenny Jacobs, Mark Plyke, Ian Seister, those guys, we we knew them. And um, what what... I think to answer the question is, all we have is statistics, you know, and and there are books and there are records and there are statisticians around. So I can go and look up down the passage and tell you um, what Ian Seister's top marathon time was. But, you know, nobody chronicled it. I think if you, maybe if you went into Google and dug way back mm. into, the, into the history, you might find a couple of newspaper articles. But I think the sport of athletics has not been that well covered, especially in those days. And it's a pity, I agree, but sonia has got something to say about that.
2: Um, there was a runner, um, also our era, mm. um, called Devon Stein,
4: mm-hmm.
2: And he uh, gave, he did books, uh, I think about five books plus an um, index book on um, cross-country and road running. And we actually got a copy of that and he... I mean, you can look up any runner there, even a even a jogger, and you will find um, a lot about these people. And apparently, he's busy doing a similar thing on the track athletes. Um, so I think if if Jack wants to contact Stein, mm-hmm. um, Google him. I know I'm on Facebook with him. I'm sure you could find him. And he often puts out things on Facebook about. Some oldie who's racing, some other oldie, and it's so interesting. So perhaps you can try and get on Facebook with him, contact him. And Devot is a font of um, a knowledge yes. when it comes to a lot of um, the older athletes. And he's got pictures, art, oh, just absolutely wonderful.
0: We actually so teacher,
2: we- The
3: name is Devoth, D E W A L D, Stein, S T E Y N. So if you Google him, I don't know, I'm sure you'll find some websites or other with these books and they're really, they're really worth looking into.
1: Yes, we actually spoke to Diavold last year. We were, because um, on a Friday, we like to look back at historic uh, moments in South African sport, or we celebrate our heroes like we are doing with you guys tonight. And when we spoke to Diavold, actually, we were trying to uh, find out more about these two, the first two black Africans to run in the modern Olympic Games. There was a guy called Lenta Unyane and another one called Jan Mashiane, if I remember correctly. And they went to the U.S. as slaves uh, of some farmer uh, that was, I think, I'm not sure if it was in the free state or somewhere but anyway this farmer no this farmer took them to the states uh, for an exhibition about farming and about all sorts of things and then they ended up staying in the states and they actually ran lenta unyane and yan mashiane in the 1904 summer olympics and Devot was actually on the show yeah listen listen, we're old but we're not that old (laughs) So David was actually on the show to talk to us about that. I remember that. We can put you in touch, Jack, with Devalt. He has wonderful, wonderful uh, knowledge. And thanks for, for, for reminding will. us.
2: He knows everybody and everything about everybody. He's
1: great. Yes. No, thank you for for, for reminding us about that. That is an amazing story, actually. And uh, he really has a wealth of information. Also, though, um, Sonia and Ian, um, there was an incident a couple of years ago, if I remember correctly. It was in uh, 2013 uh, where, uh, Sonia, you were a victim of a hit and run uh, while you were training on Glenhove and Oxford Road here in Johannesburg and you needed a couple of surgeries. I mean, um, how, how difficult was that period for you?
2: Um, it was actually quite difficult because you know, I didn't know if I would ever be able to run again. But um, fortunately, I didn't break. Crucial uh, balances my one ankle, which they put a plate in, and it's a little bit stiff, but not too bad. Um, so I didn't break, um, uh, so, uh, that's the only part of my legs that I broke. Hmm. I did, and I didn't hit my head. Um, I did break um, several parts of my arms, hmm. but then one doesn't run on your arms. And the one, in my right arm is a bit, um, it can't straighten because the elbow is a bit tiny. But at least it's in the running action. So as the secretary of my club, RAC, Mm. she's well. she said, well, at least it's in the running action. You don't have to hold it up. You can just run. So I was very um, pleased that it took me quite a few months to get over the, um, well, the bones to heal, get over the operation. But um, I'm back on the road.
1: Ian, do you remember when you got that call to say that Sonia had been in a hit and run? It's probably the worst day of my life. We were down in the Cape Kim and I. we were at a, a wine farm, and this lady called
3: on my cell phone to say that Sonia' had been hit. We flew back to Joburg. It was absolutely awful. You know she was in ICU in Mill Park for goodness knows how many days, and you know what we, we, were, we were thinking that she wouldn't make it. I mean, yeah, it was a bit hysterical, but it was it was horrible. And you know what? it was so unnecessary. It was the day of the of the cycle challenge around Johannesburg. So there were hardly any cars, and this stars came straight through a robot, smashed into Sonya, knocked her flying in the air, and just drove on. It was diabolical.
2: I must uh, say one, one thing that's memorable about that is the first and only time I've done a cartwheel, and that is over a motor car. Oh,
1: wow. Well, I'm glad you can still find some, some humor in it. But at the time, we were told that the driver might have been speeding and skipped a red robot. Did the law take its course? Was this proven?
2: Um, well, there was a um, a black lady. She was third year um, uh, student at Brits doing law, and she chased him, and she got his number, and he was arrested um, two hours later. The court case took place over several months, and he ended up with fifteen hundred rand fine or four months in jail. I don't know what happened. And, you know, I'm sure he paid the 1,500 grand. Mm. But, you know, that is another chapter. And, I, you know, I don't, um, you know, want to feel bad about him or anything. You know, we both, uh, well, I was hit. He, I'm sure, regrets um, doing what he did. I don't think he was speeding.
4: Mm-hmm. Because
2: right. I think if he'd been speeding, I wouldn't be talking to you now.
1: Sure. But you were back on the road within six months, Sonia. Were you fully recovered or you just couldn't wait to get back?
2: Um, look, I'll never be 100% fully recovered because of my arm and my ankle. Mm. But um, I just felt, you know, I started walking about six weeks after um, the accident and then gradually started running for a minute, walking for five minutes, things like that. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I'm very bad at walking. So um, I started jogging, and you know, just um, it went from, you know, it just started getting uh, better and better at the running part. And Kim and Ian really helped me there, and uh, and everybody else—they've all encouraged me. And you know, I was very um, thankful to be able to get back onto the road because um, that's that's my life. As I say, it's like brushing your teeth.
1: We've got a voice note as we uh, get close to wrapping up the show that's come through on 061-4104-107. Let's hear it.
0: Uh, I think um, uh, films should be done and books written on the ladies and the experience of the uh, black community, uh, athletes who met this lady and if those things were documented uh, they will show there was some bright light coming out of the time of apartheid it was not all doom and gloom so that is a sort of an encouragement to our youth who don't know how to interact between uh, black and white and even uh, doing businesses together as black and white it will go a long way into helping people achieve their dreams thank you very much
1: okay great stuff thank you for that and uh, do check out merosina sitibane's book also it talks about running during those days and what was uh, going on and uh, she like i said she was on our show a couple of uh, well it was last year sometime last year but on that note um, i mean ian is there enough uh, documentation do you mention about Sonia's journey and about her story and about her career? Because you've always said that she's the superstar.
3: Not officially. You know what? Um, we haven't ever written a book or, or anything like that. I suppose we could, um, but you never know if anybody's really interested out there. So, um, you know, we've got we've got her training books, but nothing official um, that's out there that, that that is sort of a chapter and verse beginning to end. No, hmm. not at all.
1: And as we wrap up now, we've got about a minute and a half. Sonia, I just wanted to tra- tra- trace back your journey because I'm from P.E. I used to read about you a lot in, in the Herald, but you ran for Rand Athletics Club here in, in Joburg. Did Joburg become home for you? When did you
7: leave P.E.?
2: Um, I left P.E. when I matriculated in 65. So, 66, I I went to Vitz. And then after I married Ian, yeah, well, I ran for Vitz, and then I ran for Wanderers. Oh. Then we went to Durban, and for three years and when we came back then that's when in nineteen eighty six when I joined um RAC and I just loved my thirty three years that I spent at RAC. And um but I, I still love P E because there were very happy years of my um high school in P E at Pearson.
1: Have you found a running club in Somerset?
2: Yes, I've joined the Strand running club and oh. last Tuesday we went to um a, a nice function there they welcomed all the new members there were quite a few and uh, we we were made to feel very
1: welcome That is uh, brilliant. You certainly don't waste any time. Well, we are out of time, but thank you, Ian, and thank you, Sonia, for being able to come on air and share your story with us. We wanted to celebrate you, highlight what you've achieved, and uh, most importantly, give you the respect that you deserve, and I hope we've been able to do that this evening. And uh, we wish you all the best and many, many more years on the road and off the road.
3: Well, thank you, and a very happy, happy Valentine's Day to you and everyone out there listening.
1: Thank you.
2: Thanks very much. And my sentiments as well.
1: Thank you very much, there. God bless you. Those are the Lextons, the legendary uh, Sonia Lexton and her husband, Ian Lexton, who doesn't mind not being called legendary because she thinks that uh, he thinks he says his wife is uh, the super uh, star. Always the case, of course. The wife always the superstar in any household. Uh, We have to go now. Our time is up. But let me give you a quick cricket update. England 107 for three uh, in the 13th over of the second T20 against the Proteas in And They're scoring at a run rate of 8.0 point three four we are back again on monday my name is tabi thank you to katla Timmy timothy and uh, zelma Tibi at the back there and i hope you enjoyed our conversation with the Lexins as we Lexins as we celebrate love life and sport on valentine's day